0: Amen. God's good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. You know, you have great pastor teams here. Pastors are never off duty. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they are there to meet your needs. And I thought about Ben and Leslie. You know, I know them before they got married and and been a part of their life. And uh, they're a wonderful couple. Uh, I have spent over forty years in full-time pastoral ministry. I've seen a lot of pastors sent out, evangelists, but two of my favorite are Ben and Leslie because of their their, their humility and their truthfulness. I love them. Love them very much, Ben. I love you, man. Leslie, it's hard, but I love you. <laughs> No, Leslie is a blessing. And I miss you uh, singing on Facebook. I, I enjoy it. I've got a message today. What does it mean to serve? And I'm reading from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, I think, if I can read my writing. And uh, what, what every church needs is volunteers. You cannot grow without volunteers. I don't know what all the ministries you have, but more volunteers you have, the more people you can reach, the more people you can touch. And this church is a tremendous church. I love this church. I love coming down here. And Ernie has to come with me so that I don't get lost. And uh, the first time I came down here, I came down through South Shore and like to never found it, but uh, I, I made it. And uh, I appreciate Dusty and his wife. They're, they're a blessed people too. Yes, they are. Amen. You're a blessed church. You, you don't realize how blessed you are until you see the condition of some of our churches and pastors in the Kentucky district. I was on the state board for a number of years and dealt with a lot of issues. But praise God, none of them that I turned out ever had the problems that we need to discipline them, and I praise God for that. I wanted to uh, bring a towel today and say who would take up the towel. Now, how many of you read the story about Jesus washing feet? I figured if I did that, we'd be here all day. And uh, I know some of you probably like to eat as much as I do. But reading from John chapter 13... Verse 1, now, therefore, now now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world into the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put in the heart of Judas, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knew the Father, that the Father had given all things to His hands and that He was come from God and went to God. Now, you know, Jesus knew He was going to die soon. He went in the garden and He prayed in, in Gethsemane till His sweat became as great drops of blood. He said, Father, let this cup pass from Me. Nevertheless, let Your will be done. Jesus went to the cross because... You and I were lost, and we needed a Savior. We were on the path road to eternity, lost and undone without God. But God sent His only Son, His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for you and I. If we were the only ones, He would have died for us. This here is so humbling. These, these next scriptures. I don't know about you, but it just humbles me to think about the Master's love for His people. He riseth from supper. This is talking about Jesus. And laid aside His garments and took a towel and girded Himself. After that, He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe, wipe them with the towel wherein He was girded. Then cometh He to Simon Peter, And Peter saith to him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith to him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash not thine own feet, thou hast no part in me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, Not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And you are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said to him, You're not all clean. After that, after he had washed their feet and taken their garments, taken his garments, and was set down, he said to them, Know you what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and to say, Well, for I am so. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also are to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do all that I have done to you. I'm going to quit reading right there. This was a demonstration of royal service. The service was being performed by Jesus Christ Himself. He that came from the Father left all of heaven Streets of gold, walls of jasper, and all the other things. He came and performed a lowly duty. He began to wash the disciples' feet. And you know, in those days, they were very dirty because they traveled traveled dusty roads. And here, the Son of Man, the Savior of the world... bowed down, and washed the feet of those who were serving Him. I think of how He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the first and the last. There was none before Him, there'd be none after Him. But yet, He humbled Himself as a servant. How many of you would humble yourself as a servant? (coughs) I know Pastor Ben would. We've done it before. We've washed feet before. Sister Leslie, we've, we've washed feet before. It's a great time. It's a great example to humble yourself before your brothers and your sisters and, and to wash their feet and to pray over them and to ask God to bless them. And you know, that's what God is looking for, servants. Or every, you know, a lot of people take the microphone. I've had them over the years. Oh, I want to preach. Yeah, but do you want to serve? If you want to be a preacher, get you a toilet brush and go clean the toilets. Oh, I'm not called to do that. Well, you're not called to preach. You're not worth to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ if you could not bow yourself down and do the simplest jobs that needs to be done in the church. And I believe that. And I live by that. You can ask any of them. Chris, Pastor Chris, Pastor Kyle, Pastor uh, Kyle, Trent, or any of them. He alone is the Lord of lords and King of kings. Jesus knew who he was, yet he humbled himself. (laughs) It's humbling. How many of you in here has ever participated in a foot washing service? A few of you. Don't don't they humble you? Oh, I was going to wash Pastor Ben's feet today, but I know we probably had other things going on and... And here's what he said in verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands. <laughs> here's the one that I love to read the stories about Jesus and the, they call it a briar. I don't know what, what we, it was a casket this guy was in. And the Lord stopped him and had ended the funeral procession. Come on, I'd ended it. Everywhere he went, he did good. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. Lazarus had been in a tomb. His sister said, oh, uh, he's dead. He probably stinks now. You know, after three days, a dead body would be stinking. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life. Not only to give you life, to give you the abundant life. Amen. You're not just going to go through this world uh, just... Just barely making it. I don't want to barely make it. I barely made it all my life until Jesus came into my life. And now I don't barely make it. Praise God. I live in the abundance. I live in the overflowing. The blessings of God. I can get happy and shout a little bit. Yet he who was king... Of kings, the Lord of lords, laid aside his clothes and, and begin to wash the disciples' feet. I, I don't know how what you think of that, but I think it's great that he did that. You know why? Because he showed us as an example. Now, this is not a commandment to wash feet, but it is good to do it. <coughs> oh boy, I've got three pages of notes to get through but I'm not going to use them all. Even as the Son of Man came, not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. How many of you have ever really studied and thought about the death of Jesus? They stripped him of his garment. They whipped him with 39 uh, stripes. Every one of them, people smarter than me says, every one of them was for your healing. Every every disease known to man was in those stripes. They put a crown of thorns on his head. I don't know if you've ever had a crown of thorns or not, but I had one and somebody stole it out of my car. It was actually an actual uh, crown of thorns and them thorns were about like that and you barely touch them. It would cause you to bleed and they placed that on Jesus' head. They gambled for his garments. They hung him on a cross. They gave him vinegar and something else to drink. But he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The Roman soldiers did not kill Jesus. You could not kill Jesus. Jesus laid down his life that you and I could live. And that ought to make you shout. That ought to make you just say glory to God. What a Savior. What a Savior. What a Savior. What a Savior that would go through the torment for you and I. I'm I'm about to have a conniption fit. But... You shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be the younger, and he that is chief as he doth serve. For whether is greater, he that setteth at meat, or he that serveth, is not he that setteth at meat. I am among you that serveth. I, I think about Sister Bonnie. She's so precious. Ben, you've been blessed with a wonderful mother who taught you about Jesus. Leslie, you've been blessed by a mother that taught you about Jesus. Everybody's not had that. I did not have a church family. I remember when my dad got saved, I was very young. It was in a Baptist church. I don't know if it was free will or what because I was too young to remember. But I remember when my father went to the altar, the church went crazy. They started shaking them uh, hankies and stopping them feet. Me and my brother were little. We got we crawled back <laughs> under the front seat because we had no clue what was going on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it scared us. And, and the only thing I know that used to when we'd go to Huntington, I lived in Ona, and there was a bar up there on 60 right before you turned off to go down to the road that would lead you to the holler that we lived in. And my dad used to stop there every time we went to Huntington to get a beer. After that, he never stopped again. Does that make you a Christian? No, but he knew the path and the plan of salvation. My son the other day was helping me, or not helping me. Him and my wife were doing the work, and I was supervising. (laughs) Uh, And... uh, He found this old Bible. He said, Dad, who's this old old Bible? I said, that's my dad's old Bible. He said, this is a family heirloom. It needs to be out and displayed. And you know what? That Bible was given to me when my dad got saved. It means a lot to me. Maybe not to anybody else, but it means to me because I was there when he got saved. And I remember that day. And I was there the day I got saved too. And I remember that day. I remember when Jesus came down and saved my soul and planted my feet on the solid rock. Long time ago. Many moons has passed. (coughs) For I say, though this grace given to me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to him the, every man the measure of faith. Pastor, we've seen him, have we? <laughs> oh man. I, I used to have this man, he'd come and he said, he'd say, Brother Wells don't know it, but I'm gonna preach this church, and I'm thinking, No, you're not. He said, I have a special gift. He said, I give people the Holy Ghost. I said, We've already got somebody that does that. <laughs> Amen. We got the Holy Ghost. That's right. We don't have a. We don't need somebody with a specialist. You know, a lot of people are specialists. Uh, what we need is preachers that'll preach hell hot, yes. heaven real, yes. sin killing, devil stomping word of God. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. That's all right. I've got papers to prove it. Yes. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. You don't let men. If man lifts you up, he'll put you down. Amen. You know who you are in Christ and don't let no one ever make you doubt it. I'm thinking about Sister Bonnie's apple pies. I had two of them to eat the last time I came down here. And they were good. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so, what I, what I want to see in this church, and you know, when we first discovered this building, it was a body shop. And uh, it didn't work out. Brother Ronnie didn't come and, and build the church like we'd planned because something happened in his family. But Sister Gartha came in this exact building did a great work building a foundation here laying a foundation then i think was sister linda next or brother ronnie brother ronnie then sister linda and now ben and leslie your pastors your men and women of god that care for you they will marry you they will counsel you they will bury you they will dedicate your children I tell you, I've been to the hospital. It called out at one or two o'clock in the morning. Just got in bed, but somebody was in the hospital died, and you got to get up and go. You can't call off work. You know they call you out to work. You say oh, I can't make it. I, I'm I'm I don't feel good pastor can't say that a pastor's got to do what God's called him to do and you have God called pastors in this church you have men and women of God that's been called by Jesus Christ he's put his seal upon them he's put his anointing upon them and and Ben and Leslie are growing this church with the help of of uh, Dusty and his wife and and, and they are building this church. You know why? Because Jesus said, except the Lord build the house. You know, pastors can't build the house. Oh, we can put up a building, but we can't build the house. It takes God in the house. If God's in the house, the house can be built. It's not built on sinking sands. It's not built on uh, anything except Jesus Christ. Isn't that a little of You know, I mean... Anybody else in here like shout a little bit every once in a while? You, I mean, you you know, you just get so happy. I, I'll tell you that song, sing a little louder. We didn't sing it loud enough. I love that song. I'm gonna tell them at my church next Sunday I want you to sing that because I'm gonna preach there. I want to sing a little louder. I want to worship a little more. I want to praise a little more. I want to dance a little more. I want to get happy a little more. I, Oh, glory to God. Jesus, come and set me free. A month ago, we have a dinner from some of the people from my hometown up in Huntington. And and, uh, this boy had come in, I went to school with. And uh, I hung out with him. You know why I hung out with him? Because if you mess. With him or me, he punch your lights out. I mean that's that's how tough he was. I mean he 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 was he was a Muncie, red headed, had a fuse like that. And the last time that I seen him last month, we talked. You know what he was? He was a, he had been a church of God pastor. You know what? God reaches down to the guttermost. And saved to the uttermost. And and God wants you to do something in church. He don't want you to come here and sit like a knot on a log. Get involved. Get doing something. Get praising God. It only takes one match to start a fire. It only takes one Holy Ghost person to start a movement of God. (laughs) I hope I'm not doing too bad, Pastor Ben. I, I believe that we ought to be servants of God. Now, at Raceland, we had tons of volunteers. We, we'd run upwards sometimes over 500 people in a small city of Raceland, Kentucky. Who, who was it? it? It wasn't me. Ben, Leslie, Krista, Keith, Trent, Janice, Josh, Beth. <laughs> Could go on and on. You know what? But they were called of God. You know Why? They were called of God because they felt the fire of God. And when God calls you, God will keep you and God will provide for you. You know, you can tell I haven't missed any meals lately. Amen. I've been I've been doing this over 40 years. Full time. One time, I, I'm going to throw this in there. This is free. I, I, was, I went to Pastor Church, fill in for their pastor. And he said, uh, the, the board said, uh, Pastor Wells, we, gotta, we want you to do this. We want you to be at the church from 9 to 5. Okay? That's fine. Sister, so-and-so gets in the hospital at 5.30. Don't call me because I'm off duty. Come on. Brother, so-and-so's in the hospital, 9, 2 o'clock in the morning. Don't call me. Now, why was I telling them that? I was saying you cannot put sat, set hours on a Pastor pastor's got to be free to do what he wants or the, what the Lord wants him to do if he needs to go to the hospital close the church down uh, I went somewhere with a pastor one time we come back and he said uh, he said oh you, you pastor still at church what's he doing? I said he's in there asleep he said no he's not we, we went in he's asleep Amen. sleeping on duty glory to God but he could answer the phone if it rang I'm just throwing that in there. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Peter didn't want the Lord to wash his feet. No, Lord, you're higher than I am. I don't want you to wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have no part of me. Peter said, give me a bath, amen. (laughs) Lord said, no, just your feet. Because your feet is the dirtiest part of your body. (sighs) Oh. Uh, most men mis- misunderstood the mission and service of Christ. Jesus did not come to save you to keep you from going to hell. Jesus came to give you life. Jesus came that you might have life, and and so many people they they, they don't realize that they think going to church. Well, you know, I heard uh, I heard this many years ago. You know. I go out and sit in the garage a lot. I sit in my garage a lot. I got a Bible out there and, and and I sit out there and I read the Bible. But you know what? I've never turned into a car. Sitting in the garage won't make you a car. Sitting in the church don't make you a Christian. It's you must receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must say, I am a sinner, save me. And with the you know, with the uh, you believe in your heart, confess for your lips, uh, your mouth of Jesus Christ is Lord and is born of a virgin and coming back soon, which it looks like it's getting sooner, amen? How many of you know there's a lot of things going on right now? Soon and very soon we're going to see the King and we're going to see Him as He is and we're going to be just like Him, amen? We're going to be just like Him. We're going to have a new body. It's going to be glorified. There'll be no sickness, no pain, not needing no hip surgery, not having no heart attack, not having no broken bones, not having no undertaker, not needing a lawyer or a doctor, praise God, because Jesus is going to be there. And you won't have an electric bill either because Jesus is the light of that city. And all over over heaven, you're going to see Jesus... Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. I seen Him high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. We don't realize who we're serving, I think. I mean, I have, I have trouble. Uh, our pastor's been preaching on the magnificence of God. He said, words won't do it. I mean, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. And you know how magnificent is God. I couldn't heal a sick canary, but Jesus can cure you of cancer. I mean, I've seen it happen. I should have been dead during the uh, COVID years. I, I told you last time I was here all the things that I went through that year. But Jesus had a reason for me. Jesus had a purpose for me. And, and Jesus, well, Jesus wanted me to come here and bless my pastor, Pastor Ben and Sister Leslie. Man, I love you guys. We had a lot of good times together, brother. We fed a lot of people. <laughs> oh, we, we fed them. We clothed them. You know why? That's Jesus. Tommy Barnett, I'm sure many of you have heard of Tommy Barnett. He was in a supermarket one day. And this little kid wanted something. He thought he'd sneak it in, thought he'd have enough money. But he didn't. And Tommy Barnett said, just went like that to the cashier. She gave him the candy and stuff. He looked at. Tommy Barnett said, you're that God man. You're that God man that's on TV. You're that God's man. You know what? That little boy didn't see Jesus, but he's seen God in Tommy Barnett for buying him some candy. I thought Leslie back there trying to mess me up. (laughs) How many of you would say God is good? God is better to you than anyone else will be. Yes. I remember when I was lost and dying. Lord, was I lost. I come from a one-parent home after 10 because my dad died at 10, when I was 10. I didn't have no father figure. I know I made a lot of mistakes trying to raise my son. but I didn't have a father after 10 years old the last couple years I didn't have a father because he was sick but one night an old altar prayer Brownstown Church of God Brother Homer Edwards who's gone on to beat the Lord was singing A Wayward Stranger I came to the altar Brother Edwards looked down and said, Brother James, are you going to serve the Lord? I said, Brother Edwards, I'm going to do my best to serve the Lord. How many of you in here are doing your best to serve the Lord? You're not, just make, you're not just trying to make heaven. You're trying to take others with you. you. You know, I heard somebody preach one time, I believe it was Leonard Ravenhill, said, it's not right for a person to hear the gospel twice until everyone in the world has heard it once. You know, these TV preachers tell you, I'm reaching the world. No, you're not. They don't have TV in the wilds of Africa. They don't have it in Iraq and Iran. But you know what? We got missionaries that's going out into the jungles and going out. That's the, the speed, the light buys vehicles that they can get to where they need to be to preach the gospel. It might be a canoe. It might be a bicycle. It might be a four-wheel drive. But whatever the need is, Speed the Light provides that, that the gospel can get out where TVs don't go. Amen. I wouldn't say by TV preacher. i tell somebody... Somebody say, I give my tithes to brother so-and-so, okay? Next time you get in the hospital, call brother so-and-so to come pray for you. (laughs) Hey, yeah. if you die, have your family call brother so-and-so. They ain't coming. They ain't going to get on their jet and come see you. You got a local pastor and wife that care about you. You've got youth pastors that care about you. They love you. They will take care of you. They will help you in any way they can. And that's why I appreciate the local church so much. The local church is where it's at. You say, shouldn't we send money someplace else? Not till you give your tithes and offerings to the house of God. He said, bring you all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Now, a lot of people don't like talking about tithes. I don't, I don't either, but I never had too much because people knew how I felt and they gave. And I, che- I can look at some of you all and I can tell you you're givers. I can tell that you all give and and you're you're wanting to build the house of God. Hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? Huh? You want to preach, a while? You can preach, a while if you want to. <laughs> He's a cutie, man. I tell you. I I guess I. What time y'all quit around here? Uh, I mean, huh, I mean. Do I have a quit time? I mean, don't tell me that I can preach all day, cause I ain't got no place else to be except the birthday party. After a while, about three o'clock, but uh, and I didn't get me home pretty quick. All right, let's let's start looking for a place to close this out. How many of you remember Peter at the fire? Anybody remember that story? Peter's at the fire warming himself. How how many of you remember when Jesus did ear surgery? Huh? They come out against him and Peter drew out his sword. And I don't think he tried to cut his ear off. I think he was trying to behead him. And he cut his ear off. (laughs) And Jesus picked it up. Placed it back on his ear. If I was in that crowd, I'd I'd be I'd fell down right then and said, Lord, forgive me. But he didn't. Peter said, Lord, he'll deny you. She'll deny you. Not me. I'm bad to the bone. I'll never deny you. He's sitting at the fire, warming himself. Because Jesus said, You'll deny me three times before. The rooster, I call it the rooster croth. You're one of them. I know you're one of them. No, I'm not. I know you are. You speak like, no, I'm not. I know that you're one of them. Your speech betrays you and Peter cussed. A few days later, what happened? Huh? Greatest sermon that's ever been recorded. 3,000 souls were added to the church because this cussing preacher, come on, who asked Jesus to forgive him. Somebody said, Well, you can't do that. Why not? When you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Jesus don't forgive all but a little bit of your sin. Jesus forgets them all. It casts him into the sea of forgetfulness. Some of you, you might go to the Lord and you pray and you said, Lord, you remember when I did this? The Lord said, I don't have no clue what you're talking about because I cast it in the sea of forgiveness, never to bring it up again. Yeah. Now I don't know the condition of your heart. I don't know if you're saved or not. That's up to you. I can't determine if you're saved or if you're lost. That, I, I have no clue. I know y'all look good. We are. <coughs> I have to be. We might, we might even be kin, you know, through the McCoy family, but uh, that's another story. She's trying to mess me up. You, I told you. I knew what was coming. Maybe I'm moving too much. You're, you're fine. Right? You'll be fine. Right? Okay. Be more as much as you I know I'll be fine, but what about them? <laughs> when you give your heart to Jesus, you, there's, no, there's not a better life. I mean, people say, you have to give up everything. You don't have to give up nothing. It'll give up you. Your friends will give up on you. You don't have to cut them off. They'll cut you off because they don't want to hear about this Jesus. They don't want to hear about this man who walked through <laughs> through the fiery furnace. You remember the story in the fiery furnace? There was three. They threw them in. The fire was so hot, it killed them in and threw them out. And, and the king looked in there and said, Did we not throw three in? But there's four in there. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. Jesus was in the fire. Lines. Oh, here comes supper. Kitty cat, get over in the corner and lay down. Amen. You remember Daniel and the lion did? Oh, glory to God. He closed the mouth of the lions. The lions could not eat him. The fire could not hurt them. I know I'm off subject, but I'm still talking about being servants. The Lord's looking for servants. He's looking for volunteers. You know, when I was 17 years old, I hated school. Man, I hated school. So you know what I did? I volunteered for the United States Army. People say, you ought to go on a cruise. I said, I did one time. My uncle sent me on a cruise and he kept me for three years before he sent me back home. <laughs> I volunteered. You know what? I didn't get drafted. I volunteered. I didn't get drafted in the Army of God. I did not choose him. He chose me. You did not choose God. He chose you to be his servant, to walk in faith and victory. (laughs) Oh, glory. I'm just getting, now I'm just getting my second wind. I'm just getting ready. I'm just getting ready to preach now. Amen. (laughs) But I won't keep you (laughs) because I know somebody's going to take Ben out and buy him a big steak for lunch. Amen. Amen. It's about time. I know what she'll fix you. She'll fix you a deer burger if somebody will kill it. (laughs) Oh, it's it's altar call time. Let's just start playing. It's altar call. (laughs) I love reading that. I love reading about their deer hunting adventures. Play something, Sister Leslie. just close your eyes for a minute just worship the Lord just thank Him for what He means to you thank Him for all that He's done for you you remember when you didn't have food on your table you remember when you didn't have a job when everything was going wrong and Jesus came and rescued you and now you got food on the table you got a job you're taking care of your family you were headed to divorce court, but Jesus came into your lives and healed your marriages and put it back together. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for new mercies every day. I thank you, Lord, when I lay my head down to sleep, I don't worry if I don't wake where I be because I believe I wake in God's new heaven the place that's prepared for those that love Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you, and I'll not put any pressure on you, I'll not call you out, but anybody with an uplifted hand would just say, Preacher, I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Anyone, just say, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me signifying everyone is saved. that means the church has got a job to do. How many you can look at me how many of you know you got a job to do? The Bible said go to the highways and the byways compel them to come in. Get them into the house of the Lord. Tell your sinner friends, They'll ask you, would you uh, like to come over and have a beer? Would you like to do this? Would you like to go play golf? Yes, I'd love to play golf, but will you go to church with me? Will you go to church with me? I mean, sometimes we fail to ask people if they'll come to church with us. And how are we going to? get them saved if we don't get them in the house of the Lord as I said Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life how many of you are glad for the life of Jesus Christ he, he saved you He rests down brother aren't you glad we're saved always gone <laughs> I like the new way better I like the new me better than I did the old me I tell you that I don't go home with knots on my head. Eyes cut down. Bleeding. Hungover. My wife don't have to worry where I've been. Glory to God. I just feel somebody here. You need to renew your commitment with the Lord. You need to say, Lord... I failed you and I'm sorry as soon as you say that the Lord is just and quick to forgive you if you just say that why don't you just? everybody just raise your hands everybody that can just raise your hand and and just say Lord forgive me if I've done anything wrong that I don't even know about maybe I said or thought something in anger I just ask you to forgive me because I want my home to be with you in heaven In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.